the blast from our past network. Cut right! Cut right! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Mm, giddy up. <laughs> Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two superfans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back to back because we love Seinfeld and you love Seinfeld. Why else would you be listening to a Seinfeld podcast? I'm Adam. And I'm Corey, and I love Seinfeld. You damn straight you do. <laughs> you darn And <laughs> do you love 12 cent checks? If you don't, this may not be the episode for you, sir. <laughs> All right. We are talking The Checks, Season 8, Episode 7. And this is on our free feed. So uh, if you are on the free feed and you need more Cartwright to Seinfeld podcast in your life, make sure to check out patreon.com slash Cartwright. That's right. Uh, this episode first aired November 7th, 1996. Corey, my man, I would like that synopsis. Of course. The checks. Jerry's hand cramps after signing hundreds of royalty checks for an appearance on Japanese television. Kramer tries to help Japanese tourists. George attempts to sell the Jerry pilot to Japanese television. Elaine's boyfriend is obsessed with the song Desperado and Farbman Furniture. Desperado. Why don't you come to your Seinfeld? <laughs> I don't know. That wasn't very good, but that was a good one. Uh, Are you a fan right. of that song, by the way? Um, I like it, but when I listen to my Eagles Greatest Hits album, I almost always skip it because I just kind of feel like the energy is kind of just yeah. killed with that song. Yeah, not my favorite Eagles song. I don't hate it, but I'm not going to yeah. just all of a sudden stare off into the distance when it comes on, you know? <laughs> No, you're much more of a witchy woman kind of guy. <laughs> witchy woman. <laughs> oh, witchy woman. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. All right. All right. We're going to start off with our cold open, and Jerry talks to Elaine about antacid tablets. And it's basically just an entire little comedy bit, and Elaine calls him out, yeah, which I love, I love that. I love that. She's like, is this a bit? He's like, no, no, we're just talking. And she keeps going. She's like, it sounds like a bit. And then when it's done, I love that she gives him feedback on it. She's like, move this over to here, give this an emphasis, and you're good. And he's like, thanks. I like that. That was actually more enjoyable than, like, seeing the whole stand-ups. Like, how, like, oh, this is how he got his idea for the for a stand-up. I like actually see him, seeing him working on bits prior, you know, than, than having them finished on a stand-up. I disagree that I like it better, but I thought it was a nice kind of almost throwback to yeah. those stand-ups. Him working on his comedy – I thought was solid. Yeah. I thought it was quite funny. I enjoyed this cold open. Agreed. Me too. Yep. All right. At a party, Elaine is chatting up this guy. He uh, works for Carl Farbman and loves this Farbman furniture. <laughs> but Brett and is played by <laughs> James Patrick Stewart, and he has a ton of, of roles. I know, weird name, right? James Patrick Stewart. Uh, but it's, the last name is spelled different than, I than mean, Patrick James Stewart. I mean, James Stewart and Patrick Stewart. Jimmy Stewart, you know, they're both they're <laughs> yeah. both of those people. But then you put them together and you get this douche. <laughs> you get this douchebag. And the only uh, voice that I cared about, uh, or, or I credit I cared about, was he played the voice of Dangar in the Lego Freemaker saga, which I never watched, but I love me some Dangar. So I was like, hey, great. You know, one of the bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back. 
thank you. I needed, <laughs> yes. I did need that help. <laughs> You're like, I could tell from the look on your face, and I could hear it out in the audience. Everyone's like, what the fuck's a Dangar? In uh, Empire Strikes Back, he was the one of the bounty hunters that is all wrapped up in everything. As the oh, yeah, he looks him. like he's got like a head wound. Yes, that and guy. he was also in the Clone Wars. He was uh, You saw him as a younger person, I think, mm. he, in the episode with Boba Fett, season three, season four of Clone Wars. So okay. you see I him younger him in like that, an, too. They they used him in an episode of Robot Chicken that I kind of remember. Yeah, for yeah there you go. That's Whatever like... works for you. That's Dangar. <laughs> All right. So uh, then this guy, he hears Desperado, and he stops her. He, he just can't talk. He can't focus on anything except for this song, and he just sits there and listens. And he, like, almost shushes her. I kind of – every time I watch this – I'm always kind of, like, appalled at the fact that Elaine doesn't fight back. Like, she gets shushed mm-hmm. twice by him, and she doesn't seem to care. I'm like, that's not the the Elaine I know would stand up for herself. Well, she cut, well, you know, we cut to her and Jerry talking about it. What she likes is, this guy is so sensitive. Brett is so sensitive that this song gets to him. That's true. And that's why she, that's what she appreciates. Now, have you ever had a song that does that to you? Um, doesn't draw me like, like that does. Um, but there's like a lot of songs, like 80 songs that I'll kind of jam out to if they come on or something. Uh, I've been in a huge, uh, uh, meatloaf mood ever since your all's <laughs> Rocky oh. Horror Picture Show episode, much to my wife's chagrin. Uh, but, uh, yeah. That's a shame. Yeah, no, why would she, why would she chagrin that? She hates that kind of, she hates the power ballad like that. So I was like, okay, hey, she likes a lot of 80s music, but she doesn't like a power ballad. That's okay. I'm fine with did, that. Did she kill him? Is it her <laughs> fault that no, he's dead? Fucking COVID killed him. Do you know that? I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, so apparently he was um a big proponent of no getting vaccines, and, you know, he was anti-vax, and then COVID killed him. So, yeah. So maybe we shouldn't mourn old meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah. Times. He's an idiot. <laughs> I don't... I feel a little less bad, but I just I I still like me some meatloaf. I, I, I appreciate his music. Yeah, me too. So... But well, yeah, welcome I to I, how I felt finding that news because I was like, oh, yeah, I feel a little bit less bad, but I still like his music. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I stopped caring like, you know, we, like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I just well, I'm done caring about covid. But like if you don't get the vaccine and you die from it, I have zero pity for you. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Zero. You, could, you could be my fucking grandmother. And if you didn't get vaccinated, then that's your fault. But I, I both of my care. grandmothers are both of my grandmothers are vaccinated. So <laughs> good. <laughs> I hope they that. stay around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, after that, so Jerry and Elaine are walking down the street while they're having this Wait, conversation. No, do you have a song that does that for you? Oh, oh, um, I mean, I have some songs that hit me pretty hard, but none of them that I would be like, you have to stop what you're doing and just sit and listen. Now, I wonder if this phenomenon doesn't exist anymore because we all have Spotify and our, our, our phones mm-hmm. right in our pocket. We can listen to our favorite songs at mm. any point in time whatsoever. True. But back then, you know, if you didn't have it on vinyl or if you didn't have it on cassette, you just had to wait for it to play on the radio. So, of course, you're going to be like, oh, wait, this is my favorite song. Let me listen to, to it because you don't yeah. know when you're going to get to hear it again. Maybe. Maybe. That could be a thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have ones that, like, will put me in a mood and I'll listen yeah. to put me in a specific mood. Um, and I enjoy just like n- doing nothing with them, but it's never like a, oh, if I'm doing something, they come on, I have to stop. Because just, it, because whatever that song is you're thinking about right now, you could stop talking right now and yeah. pull it up and listen to it this second, you know? So yeah. that's I think that's just a sign of the times. But at the same time, I will, pulling it back to Seinfeld, 
even as a kid when this episode came on, I was always like, eh, I'm not really buying this whole Desperado thing. And but OK, well, that's what makes it that's what makes it funny, because this guy is strange and he is treating it weirdly like no one that none of them understood why he did this. Yeah, you're right. So. You're right. That is what makes it f- interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you actively moved away from the word funny. I did. <laughs> Holy shit. A taste of things to come. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, they're walking down the street, and Jerry notices a guy twirling an umbrella to attract customers. He says, and he goes, you know, I invented that. And so we kind of find out he, you know, uh, that Jerry used to work in the business before he kind of made it in the uh, industry or in the comedy industry. And, and, and by quote unquote the business, Adam is referring to <laughs> the uh, selling umbrellas on the side of the street business. You know yes. the biz, the biz. <laughs> and they talk to the guy who is twirling, and he says, "Oh, Teddy Padalek uh, invented it." Oh, we and know Jerry's Teddy. Like, oh, oh I, we know I know Teddy. Teddy. <laughs> no, 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 no. He didn't do it. It was t- totally Jerry. So. Uh, cuts to the apartment. Jerry shows George the twirl, and <laughs> this—he's very proud of the twirl for sure. In comes Kramer with all these checks. We find out that Jerry is a big star in Japan. He's getting these royalty checks from having like a one-second clip uh, in the opener of the super terrific Happy Hour. Yeah, that's so. Every time I guess that show airs, he gets a twelve-cent check, and so he's got a shit ton of these checks. Yeah, and I, I got to roll back just really quick to the beginning sure. of the scene, and I love how George goes. Who buys umbrellas anyways? You can get them for free in the little cans and coffee shops. And I love how Jerry goes, those belong to people. And I love how George like has to think about it. And then you can see his realization of what he's done wrong all these years. And he almost like gasps a little bit. He's like, oh, my God, I've been stealing people's umbrellas. Terrible person. Yeah, yeah. Terrible person. So Kramer mentions that he is getting some furniture from Brett. Uh, you know, the guy who yep. works for Carl Farbman. Uh, George mentions that he is getting his carpet cleaned for super cheap, like 25 bucks. And Kraber tells him that uh, Sunshine Cleaning Company, they're a cult. And they use that as a way just to get in so they can talk to you and try and convert you to their ways. Yeah. And, and I like how when Kramer's talking about Brett, um, you know, and, and I think even George is like, who's Brett? And then Jerry's like, who are any of her losers? You know, and because he's talking. <laughs> and then George goes, you're on that list. And I love yeah. how devastated Jerry looks when he says that. Because, again, it's another, like, facial realization thing that he does. And he's like, what? Oh my god! <laughs> it was good. It was fun little little back and forth here between George and Jerry. The little jabs that I think are funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I preach. 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 Uh, <laughs> sus. Uh, they're, they're not sus. They're preach. <laughs> god, we're too old for that shit. We are way too old. <laughs> yeah. Hey everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, 
totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey, that's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right, well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. All right, walking on the street, uh, Kramer sees these Japanese tourists who ask him to take a photo for him. Kind of random at this moment. Um, and so one of them I recognized immediately, and I'm sure you did as well. Yeah, it's it's Getty uh, what, Watanabe. Watanabe, there you go, my bad, guys. Um, he played Long Duck Dong in 16 Candles. Uh, but for me, Podcast After Dark fans, he was uh, in Vamp, 1986 Vamp, who I also talked about with uh, Sandy Barron was in it. You know, uh, Jack Klompas was in that one. And Dee Dee Pfeiffer, who was um, in the episode mm-hmm. with uh, the, the opposite episode, uh, the season finale, the opposite of Seinfeld. So, yeah. So and, three and for three Seinfeld fan, uh, uh, alumni in one movie essentially. Yep. And I want to throw out for Blast from Our Past fans, Blast from Our Past fans. He was in UHF, mm. uh, which uh, he played uh, Coney or Cooney, uh, who was stupid. <laughs> You're so stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, love him in UHF. Yeah, he's so. he's great. He's honestly he's always great. Yes, he is. All right, so uh, while Kramer is doing that, Jerry goes to talk to this other umbrella umbrella guy uh, who he sees spinning it to ask him some questions. And Kramer tells the tourists about Jerry that, oh, you know, the two super terrific happy hour, all that stuff. Just trying to get them excited about Jerry. George gets the cleaning guys to come in and the cleaners don't try to brainwash him at all into the cult. Uh, And he was actively not maybe maybe not hoping it but he was certainly expecting it and then the second he didn't get it he wonders why and he feels like he's been slighted by these people (laughs) and so he wants it for them yeah uh you know and so it's just kind of funny where he's just trying to crave that attention of course of course uh at jerry's elaine and brett come over uh, Jerry's hand is starting to hurt, of course, from all the signing of these checks. <laughs> I like how he, Brett waves at him. Jerry waves back with the claw, and then Brett does the claw back. And that I thought was a funny little exchange. Like I was like, Brett, you don't know him that well, but you know you're confident enough to do it. And I thought that was funny. He's he's an asshole enough. Yes. Sure. So I wrote Brett's kind of a dick, and he is just kind of kind of like. I don't know. He's he's making all these comments about like, oh, things aren't going so great for you, huh? Yeah. Signing these, you know, or you know, just well, in he finds general. out later that they're the twelve cent checks. Yeah, but, yeah, 12 cent, but like the whole story. Even here, yeah, even here, he's just like, oh, you must be down on your luck. You're not doing so great, or that kind of stuff. Oh, like, you have such you have such shitty furniture. Yeah, because I can I can get you a desk over here, and you can write your skits. And Jerry's like, well, I don't write skits, and he's like, not at that desk, you don't, you know. <laughs> Which I, you know, I thought that was kind of funny, and, and then. Uh, he's like, not no. having a fax machine. And then he was like, I'll fax yes. you over my uh, the, the Farbman catalog. And Elaine's like, oh, he doesn't have a fax machine. And I was like, oh, my God, is a fax machine? Was it a status symbol in 1997? Could uh, be. Jesus Christ. Fucking fax like, machines. Elaine, you can kind of see Elaine kind of, I don't know. Some people take on a little bit of the personalities of yeah. the person they're dating. Mm-hmm. And Elaine is kind of like, oh, Brett. Jerry doesn't have a fax machine. Yeah. Like she is kind of like that kind of douchey persona has invaded her a little bit right here. So we then get a very, very quick scene of Kramer not understanding exchange rates uh, while they're buying a hat and he doesn't understand yen is, you know, 30,000 yen is only like a, you know, hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah. A couple hundred <laughs> bucks. So 
I know. It's just all ridiculous. Uh, Brett sits with Elaine in his car, thinking Jerry's upset with him because he's giving a Farbman chest of drawers to Kramer uh, and nothing to him. And so, obviously, of course he would be jealous. It's a Farbman. It's a Farbman. Uh, it's a Farbman. And then again, Desperado comes on. Here, he, like, actively shushes her. Yeah, yeah. You hear it, and he, again, has to sit in silence. Oh, Elaine. Come on, Elaine. <laughs> you're, you're ready for her to stab him in a, with a fork. Yep, right somebody. in the forehead. <laughs> At Monk's, uh, George is upset about not getting attempted to the brainwash cult. And then Kramer comes in wearing a suit that the Japanese people bought him. Yeah, and uh, and Jerry says to Kramer, he goes, Mackie's back in town. And I was I looked that up, and the only thing I come up with it was a Bobby Darren song called Mac the Knife. And that was one of the lyrics, Mackie's back in town. So I okay, don't know must if be it. I don't yeah, I don't know if that was what the reference was. So I have no fucking clue. I don't even know who Bobby Darren is. Oh, um, he did that song, uh, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Don't worry. I thought worry. that was Bobby McFerrin. Oh, yeah, that is different. <laughs> this is Bobby Darren. <laughs> I was so close. You were. So I, close. I know, it sounds right. You were so close, yet so incredibly far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn it. But yeah, that suit is, uh, that suit's wild, bro. No tie. No tie on that thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, they end up kind of talking about the pilot. And, oh, that they should pitch it in Japan, which uh, George is like, you know what? I know all these Japanese TV people because of the Yankees games and whatnot. And so they kind of, you know, think that this is something that could work. So we cut to George and Jerry pitching the pilot to some Japanese TV execs. Uh, you know what's also, funny? If this hmm. was this day and age with all the streaming services, that pilot would have been picked up by somebody and gone to oh, a series because yeah. everybody needs content right now. <laughs> yes, that is Correct. Um, but yeah, so they also bring some oranges because Kramer had this whole spiel about, you know, oh, exotic fruit. You're exotic fruit to them, like the orange. The orange is nothing to us, but to them, it's exotic. And so they apparently brought that as like a, you know, uh, as, a, as a nice little gift kind of thing. But it's just they even they're like, it's ridiculous. George, even at one point, is like, you've lived in America too long. You don't know what it's like to not have the orange. And <laughs> it's just like, like oh, again, God. with the oranges. Uh, that yeah. to his exact. Yeah, their, I, their subtitles were hilarious. Yeah. And I like both of the execs. I thought they were hilarious. Uh, the male, uh, he's it's played by uh, uh, Saab Shimono. Um, he was in Waterworld and, and he actually did yeah. a voice on the TMNT 2012 cartoon that I liked. Um, but yeah. he I think he's hilarious in this little micro moment he, that he does he just just Absolutely. looking at them like they're like they're maniacs and you know what they kind of are they are they are and the other one very attractive yes yes very pretty <laughs> very pretty <laughs> george thinks so. she might have been making moves <laughs> looking at him and i love i love that i mean we'll get to that yeah, in a second, I but, do too. um but yeah so uh jerry though his hand also is just kind of numb from the checks right now it's just in general we're kind of getting come back to that come back to that we're gonna yeah. get some payoff so uh, at the apartment, Elaine is talking about Brett and how he just kind of gets into his own world. Jerry then suggests maybe you guys should share a song. And she brings up that she was always a fan of Witchy Woman. Witchy Woman. And then she's, he's like, which one's that one? She starts singing it, Witchy Woman. He goes, oh, Witchy Woman. <laughs> so I love that little exchange. Yep, quite good. Uh, Kramer comes in. He's borrowing some pillows. Apparently, the Japanese tourists are out of money, and they are staying with him, probably because Kramer 
pushed them to spend all their fucking money on frivolous things. Of course. And so they're sleeping in the Farbman drawers. Uh, it's a, quite a big chest of drawers, honestly. <laughs> it, it is, and this is this is not racist at all whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we do I like Jerry's line of, this has international incident written all over it. <laughs> and at least they called that out. At least he oh, called yeah. out the fact that, you know what? But, and I, I do get the inception behind this because we've all seen, or we know about it over in Japan, they have those like pod hotels and everything mm-hmm. or maybe they only had one pod hotel and like we just assumed they were everywhere all, yeah. but at one point in time there was a pod hotel thing happening and you know we all as americans assume that japanese people just like to sleep in tiny little boxes and lo and behold bada bing bada boom yada 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 here's this episode it's comedy it's, it's something comedy. <laughs> <laughs> we get a scene of Kramer saying goodnight to them in the drawers. I like that. That's Honestly, cute. That I like funny. that one. Yeah. They're, yeah. They all say goodnight and they all go into their drawers. I did check. No Fusilli Jerry was spotted uh, in the apartment at that spot. Oh, oh that's good. That's cool because yeah, in just the. Just checked. Yeah, just no. It, check. I, it, because in the uh, the Kenny Roaster's chicken episode, the, uh, the Fusilli Jerry goes over to Jerry's apartment when Kramer switches. There you so go. We'll, I'll bring that up that. Uh, next so, episode. Yeah. Oh, I didn't didn't even I wasn't even looking for yeah. that. So it's not like they threw the prop away or anything. It's still there. No. There you go. In the morning, we get a fast scene of Kramer uh, getting cereal. You know, um, Jerry's great little line. Uh, oh, you're quite the bureau and breakfast you're running. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> a bureau is a chest yep. of drawers. Yep. I loved it. That was good. <laughs> all right. That was good. Uh, but Jerry's have to heading heading off to the bank to deposit all those checks. Uh, Elaine tries to convince Brett on witchy woman. But he's already got a song. And also, he won't share that song, <laughs> which is an asshole move, but okay. So, it's uh, it, then almost see- like a, on Curb Your Enthusiasm, what was it, season three, where where uh, uh, he couldn't share his mantra, you know, his yoga mantra. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. It back. It's like, how do you not share a song? Like, you can't stop the other person from enjoying it, but I get it. Therein lies the joke. That's what's funny about it is that he doesn't yes. want to share it. And also, same thing in Curb. That's what's funny about it. He wanted his mantra back. Yeah. Uh, Also, we see that it's starting to pour down rain just in general. Uh, Jerry's in the street and he doesn't have anything because he left before it started raining and he's trying to buy an umbrella, but he does it from a guy right off the street and he sees Teddy Padillac and who has heard that uh, Jerry is taking credit for the twirl. That's right. And Teddy Padillac is played by John Bowman, who was a writer for SNL, a writer for uh, Living Color and Living Color, and he fucking created Martin. What? Yeah. Uh, That guy? That's cool. And uh, he also passed away last year, so maybe it was COVID. Uh, I don't know. Less cool. Yeah. Yeah, so he died in 2021. Uh, That sucks, but, you know, uh, very impressive life. I I did had no idea. Yeah. So very cool. Yeah. Um, so they kind of bicker about Jerry leaving the business, you know, and him leaving them behind. And we get I, I a love one- that you call it the business. I love the that. Business. That's my favorite part of this episode is that you call selling umbrellas the business. <laughs> uh, well, we also get a wonderful little nod. They're talking about like, you know, do you forget the poncho craze of 84? <laughs> yeah. And then the guy walks by with a fucking urban sombrero. Yep. I was like, now we have this urban sombrero to deal with. Yeah. And I thought that was a, obviously a nice little nod there. Uh, to that because it's new competition for them. Agreed. And they also bicker about the twirl and who created and whatnot. Jerry kind of backs down right here. Yeah. Um. So I really kind of think maybe Teddy did create the twirl because Jerry doesn't really stand up to it at all. Or he's just getting rained on. Doesn't feel like you know dealing with. Yeah, it, that's but possible. Yeah. Too. So Kramer and the tourists come to Yankee Stadium. 
Zeus trying to give them a tour, but because it's raining, they can't go out on the field. So to entertain them, they show them the pilot of Jerry. Uh, and so I do like how Kramer, they're also very hungry because they haven't eaten anything. So Kramer tries to go get them some food. Some peanuts. Uh, <laughs> some peanuts. Wilhelm comes by and apparently uh, George hired cleaners to try because he's trying to, again, he, he gets fixated on this kind of shit. Um, but, you know, they're there and they're not trying to convert anyone. Seemingly, they're not even trying to convert Wilhelm right now. Now, d- this must have been a, a zeitgeist thing at the time. Like, the idea that that cleaners or somebody would be coming into your house and, right, and, like, trying to convert you to something for a religion or something like that. So that, that must have been yeah. going on because I just don't see this concept just coming out of the blue for the writers. It, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know what? Actually, I saw Hari Krishna's just the other day up in Atlanta. No shit. That was like the first time I've seen Hari Krishna's in like fucking forever. No shit. I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen them in, in forever. They used to be everywhere. Yeah. Like I was up at a conference and I can't remember where I was, where I stepped out of. Maybe it was like the uh, Capitol building or something, but there were Hari Krishna's there and I was just like, holy shit, you guys, you're still around. You guys are still around. Yeah. Cause that was a big <laughs> thing in airports back in the eighties yeah. and everything. Having the Hari Krishna's there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So I don't know, but yeah, I guess it, that was far more uh, prevalent yeah. back in that day. Yeah. So, all right. So Jerry, who is soaked on the street because uh, you know Teddy wouldn't sell him uh, a umbrella. He said two hundred bucks. Um, but uh, anyway, so Jerry is soaked. Just you know. Brett stops with a Brett. Brett's got a nice car. I didn't pay attention to what it was, but it's a good looking car. Yeah, it's yeah. I didn't pay attention either, but it's like it's not a Porsche, but it's really nice like one. It's something nice. Yeah. And so he stops and talks to Jerry. But, you know, he even says, oh, you know, I'm sure things will pick up for you again. Kind of pushing, kind of downgrading Jerry and what I'm sure Jerry makes more money than he does, though. Yeah, um, because he's does pretty well. But now the checks are fucking ruined because they're all just, you know, they're waterlogged. And he's like, I'd give you a give you a ride, but I've got Carl Farman in the car. We see just this bald guy with glasses. <laughs> yeah. And he's then he's also like, I'll lend you the money. Don't worry about it. He looks at the check, he's like, 12 cents. And Jerry's like, No, no, it's not 12 cents. You know, but yeah, it's it's yeah. and it's it's funny because it's one of those things where, yes, like we know that Jerry's better off than that is, but all the the things that that Brett sees yes. is adding up to this, you know. And I think that's exactly. funny. Miscommunication. It is. Quite funny. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey, everybody. I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke. (laughs) 
Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Uh, Elaine at the apartment was uh, told that Jerry ran away from uh, car or ran away from Brett like he was the boogity man. <laughs> the boogity man. I know it's boogie. I, I think boogie it's boogie man. Even called that. I don't. I don't know why, but like it's just kind of funny. I uh, Jerry. Oh, we see Jerry trying to dry out the checks as well. So uh, George comes in. Uh, the Japanese tourist really liked Je- the pilot, and so uh, George. One, he uh, even, you know, he's thinking about trying to push this, you know, to another group of TV execs. He does bring up, uh, I think he says her name is Yoshimura. Uh, and, and he's like, oh, you think she liked me? I think she maybe she was giving me a hint. And I just love that because I feel like it's a pretty good nod to Susan. Yeah. And the la- obviously the other exec where he was doing the pilot stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, George, Jerry just shuts the door in his face. And, and I like that it's at NBC. And he's like, NBC is like Nakamura Broadcasting Company. I was yeah. like, that's clever. That's good. Yep. Uh, and across the hall, Kramer is drinking with the tourists in the hot tub where they got their cowboy hats on, having a good time. Now, that's a party I want to be a part of, okay? They Hell look like yeah. they're having fun. Hell yeah. Uh, Kramer comes to George outside the building. He was supposed to bring all of the tourists because he was going to use them kind of as like a focus group of how much they liked it. But they're not there. They were still sleeping. Uh, so George calls Jerry in a rush to try and get them to, to open up the drawers and get them down there. And, you know, at first, you know, we've heard him before do, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> but this time, very similar. He goes, Uncle Leo? <laughs> but, but the smile that's on his face, because he knows it's George. And he knows mm. he's fucking with George. And it's a fantastic, sly smile. Like, almost like one we don't see Jerry do. Because he's not mm-hmm. that mischievous, you know? But the no. fed, they've cut to George just slamming the phone <laughs> against the payphone thing and just losing his shit. And I liked that. I liked that a lot. Yep. Uh, so, Jerry goes over. But they're trapped. Apparently, the hot tub warped the wood, and they can't get it open. And also, his hand is hurting that we've seen from this entire time. And so that has led to he can't open the door. (laughs) He's got the claw hand. So uh, simultaneously, in comes Brett and Elaine, which Brett, you know, was trying to do something semi-nice and get him an umbrella. Um, But he still thinks that Jerry is jealous about the cabinets that Kramer got. And we see Jerry... Running in, get to the back, get to the back of the drawers. <laughs> he has an X where he tries to cut them out. Uh, and yeah, it's a good little. Well, and then Brett yells, not the farmman. And then like and runs in Elaine gasps. Yeah, because he runs towards Jerry and then you hear a th- yep. sort of a thud and you you know he got hit or something. Um, but mm-hmm. I did notice that the, the umbrella that Brett bought him is that fucking rainbow one that the guy yes. had at the very beginning of the episode. And I was just like. Ah, oh, prop department. You couldn't have just pulled a different <laughs> fucking umbrella, you know? Just use that one. It's the exact same one from the beginning of the episode. I mean, yeah. Come on. Sure. Come on, prop department. Did, Come did on. It did not bother me one iota. <laughs> ah. 
Not one bit. I think it actually made sense that it tied in. How about that? Okay, okay. So, all right. We cut to uh, this meeting, and the Japanese tourists are there, particularly Mr. O is explaining that just Jerry is disturbed, and he was, like, trying to attack them with a knife. And, again, the subtitles are hilarious that he came out them. Um, you know, somewhat mis- – which I'm kind of surprised that, you know, because they were stuck, and he was – axing them out but maybe it's just because the way the way jerry went at it he didn't try to pry it open he He tried to just (laughs) chop it down the middle (laughs) then the sunshine carpet cleaners come in and we see that wilhelm is now part of them and he's totally brainwashed yeah because george's like mr wilhelm no it's tanya and i love how you just george immediately looks to the like the crew guy the the head of the crew who is at his Mm -hmm. place too he's like you'll brainwash him and not me and the guy just like does like a shrug you know and i like that i like the fact that that guy knows that george knows that he you know what i mean like they both know what they're doing here but then poor wilhelm is the one that is the collateral damage in their sort of uh psychological warfare that's happening between george and the cleaning people yeah i'm curious like you know um, is this the end of, we've, of Wilhelm? Is this the will, end of Wilhelm? I yeah, because think it is. W- we've seen the next two episodes already that we're going to be recording. There is no Wilhelm, and so like, yeah, when what will what will happen? My memory, like, if you just asked me last year, when did Wilhelm leave the show? I would always say he gets brainwashed by the cult. Like, I remember yeah. this, and I think this to me, this is where he he's no longer in it. I think he goes off with them essentially. I think so, too, and I'm pretty sure fairly soon we're going to get George, you know, leaving the Yankees and then going to, to Kruger. Yeah. Uh, or Kruger. Yeah, because we got, we got Kruger. We got um, Playtime, Good Playtime, whatever, yeah. the, the one where he has to, the little go-kart thing. So we have yeah. some more we bosses. So we have, a, we have a season and a half for George mm-hmm. left, like, in total, and he's going to have at least two more bosses in that time frame. So, yeah, he's yeah. not going to be with the Yankees much longer. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Um, a nice little one of the little lines that I do like the very and they end kind of like the main plots with uh, uh, the Japanese TV exec saying, I mean, uh, with these two idiots, I don't know how the Yankees won the World Series. Yeah, yeah. Ah, but I'm between Wilhelm and yeah, George. So yeah. just a nice little line there. We get a tag of Brett being hit uh, by we found out he got hit by the handle and not the actual axe. And I'm like, OK, that's it. What a fucking pussy. But but it's like, but it's funny because you know, Lane's like holding his head and she thinks he yeah. has a concussion and her and Jerry are talking and then she kinda lets go of his head and I love it just goes thud right to the thud, table. Yes. But but he's before that they're trying to ease him by they sing Desperado. Yeah, that's and Elaine funny. And, jo- and Jerry both sing Desperado to him, which at first he's liking and then thud, <laughs> thud. head first. Then we cut to the hospital and uh, the doctor, Dr. George Wallace, <laughs> Dr. George Wallace, who is a super awesome stand up yeah, comedian yeah. and actor. Uh, he's been in Batman forever yeah. as the mayor. He was in Little Nicky, Lady Killers, and he actually has a long time running show in Vegas. Yeah. No, he's, he's a famous George- stand up comedian. George Wallace was actually the best man at Jerry Seinfeld's wedding. Ah, that makes sense, and that's in really awesome. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so very cool. But he gets he gets enamored and trails off when witchy woman comes on, and then Brett dies. <laughs> Maybe they didn't do the flat line. They kept doing yeah. like the beep beep. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting. I was like, me are too. they gonna do the beep? <laughs> yeah, but that was why we don't know. I, put, I had a question mark right there. I was like, but Brett <laughs> dies. You hear the she. You know the, uh, the nurse or the yeah. other doctor saying, "Yeah, he, we're you know we're losing him." 
So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, so. maybe we did, maybe we didn't. So, Corey, yeah. you, I'm kind of even curious because you did not start off strong, but then you seemed pretty positive. Yeah. What are your ultimate thoughts on the checks? I'm going to say right out of the gate, our discussion knocked it up for me by 0.5. So I had okay. much more fun talking about it than I did sort of watching it. Um, it's funny because I think this episode does a great job of making everyone's storylines sort of connected. I think it does a good job of having a really strong connective tissue, a reason for everybody doing what they're doing. But my problem is I didn't like half of the storylines. Didn't really care for Brett and the whole Farbman thing. And I did not care. And I, I've never liked the Kramer Japanese tourist storyline. Even when this thing first aired, I never cared for it. Um, and, I think it's a little bit racist, but not to the point where, like, I don't think that that's in its detriment, really. I think that's more in a 2022 type of thing. I just never found it to be all that funny. But the stuff that I do like, I do like the the George thing. I like him wanting to get converted by by the cult, you know. I hmm. do like seeing Jerry in this different light of him being possibly, you know, be, or at least being below somebody else. And, I, you know, it, it works for me if Brett actually does make more money than Jerry, you know. But, yeah. you know, I think Jerry's still doing A-OK. But I thought that was a funny sort of different light to have him in and everything. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of fun to be had specifically talking to you about it is where I think this episode really sh shone, uh, shined, shines, where this episode shined really shines. Is the word. Yeah. So, yeah. but like I said, it went up 0.5. So I'm going to give this two Witch A Woman's <laughs> out of five. Yep. Whoa. I liked half of the episode. I liked uh, two parts of the episode and not the other <sighs> three. All right. Um, Man, I'm trying to debate. You ha but you haven't convinced me to drop it at all. Yeah, that's fine. So I'm not going to drop mine at all. Yeah. All right. So, oh, uh, you were what? Two witch a woman. Witch, yeah. Two witch a womans. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That's what I was going to use, but I'll use something different. All right. Um. So this the one of my issues with this episode was it felt very fast paced. I would say too fast paced. Um. The editing and some of the scenes were just super quick. Uh. That I had issues with. But not that much of an issue with. I think they jam-packed a lot of shit into this episode. I actually quite liked the cold open. And that's a rarity for <laughs> yeah, me. I know. <laughs> I enjoyed that. And that meant something to me. Um, I thought my favorite part was the Desperado and Carl Farbman storyline. I like that stuff the best. I also quite like the tourist stuff. The cleaner stuff was my least favorite storyline <laughs> of this episode. So the vast majority of the stuff I enjoyed. And then like the, the third storyline was my least favorite, but that's not that big of a deal. Because overall, I enjoyed the episode. I quite enjoyed the episode. Um, I think they should have removed either the umbrella stuff, because also the umbrella stuff I didn't give a fuck about. Um, or But it tied in with the checks and all that kind of stuff. You know, the, the only part of the part, you know what, that's, that's where I'm going to draw. I am going to drop a half a point. Because we didn't really talk about it. It pissed me off that the that the checks weren't resolved at all. Oh, right, right. They went yeah, nowhere. Yeah. They, they were hanging out to dry. Do we keep getting this stuff? Are we stopping this stuff? Is he done with this thing? We don't know. Is he going to be crippled forever with the little fucking goblin hand or whatever the hell? Like, there was zero resolution to the checks. And that was the name of the fucking episode. Yeah. And the checks honestly felt tertiary to me. You know, at least secondary. Like, the main stuff was Carl Farbman. It should have been called, the episode should have been called The Farbman. 
Yeah, exactly. It should not had, the checks were minimal. And so like the fact that they really ended up going nowhere other than yes, they were they caused the the hurt of the hand. Um but there was no resolution to the checks. Um but still, overall, I enjoyed myself. I liked this stuff. There were some things that I had some problems with, so it wasn't perfect, but it was still quite enjoyable, so I gave it 3 out of five, Carl Farbman. Nice. And so I went up a half. You went down a half. Uh, we would have been really, we would have been two points uh, uh, apart as opposed to being one point apart. So interesting. Interesting. Oh, that's that's good, though. I, I'm, hey, I am glad you liked it. I never want to take away anybody's enjoyment of any episode of Seinfeld unless it's the trip. Then if you like that episode, <laughs> you're wrong. You're empirically wrong. All right. What is the over-under that we get an episode worse than the trip before we're done within this next season and a half? Oof. And we're obviously not counting the the, the clip show that we'll get, I think, next season. Like, Yeah, you know, we're, we, don't, we don't rank those. Um, we don't rank those. You know what? Honestly, bro, I'm going to have to see how the finale holds up. Now, I do remember when the finale first came out, I, like most people, didn't like it, didn't understand it. But having watched it since then, every time I do yeah. watch it, I do enjoy the, the finale. But I've never looked at anything as critically as you and I look at it now. So I am curious. But what my bet is, no, I don't think we'll see anything as low as uh, the trip. Now, we did see something lower in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Remember that? Uh, I do. It was the acupuncturist. That's right. And if you all want to hear how low we scored the acupuncturist, go on over to patreon.com slash cartwright. Sign up for the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier. We are about halfway through season three right now. So if you sign up right now, you have two full seasons to listen to. And yes, the acupuncturist, we scored that lower than the trip. And uh, that that was a fun episode to record. Not a fun it episode d- to deserved, watch. <laughs> no, it deserved to be lower than the trip. Yeah, it did. It did. What do you think, buddy? Do you think we'll see anything? Um, I mean, a lot of people hate Puerto Rican Day, and we still have that to come up. Um, but you know, and Puerto Rican Day, I think gets dropped from syndication. Like they don't show that. Uh, oh, on... so we might have to find a new way to watch it. Or you, you know... well, I have my. I always watch them on the discs now. Um, the, yeah. Does, so have I'll you checked to see if Netflix actually has that episode? I have not checked, but I would be surprised if they don't have it. I think it. we would have heard something if they didn't have yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I'm also not really worried about the finale because I remember really liking the finale. Yeah. When yeah. I, I mean, uh, you know, I thought it was weird when I first saw it, but subsequent viewings, I've been like, oh, this makes sense. I appreciate it. And I remember never hating the Puerto Rican Day um, yeah. episode, to be honest with you. And I remember even before we recorded the trip, I never cared for that episode. Well, <laughs> Another very polarizing one is the reverse episode, yes, which I actually like. So, liked. We, so. You know, I actually I quite like yeah. it too. It's got well, it's got Sue Ellen Misky, yeah. even though she probably wears a bra. Well, she wears a bra um, in the next uh, next episode. Well, we can't she's tell. In. She's got a coat Ugh. over, but like she's not she's not not wearing a bra. True, as weird as that sounds because you can't you have no idea, <laughs> <laughs> and that disturbs Corey because he needs I, his wonder to be bra. I do. I absolutely do. <laughs> Yeah. So, all right, everybody. Thank you guys for checking us out, especially if you are on, well, especially if you're a patron, but also if you're on the free feed and, you know, check out our Patreon. I hope you guys will appreciate it because our next episode is a doozy. <laughs> it's the chicken roaster and it's for P. 
patrons only. You know, I had to cross out the name of that one because I always thought it was the Kenny Rogers Roaster, you know? And I, I looked up, I was yeah. like, oh, it's the Chicken Roaster. Oh, that's my bad. But oh, yeah, that's a that's a good episode. That's a fun one. So you guys are definitely going to want to check that one out. And while you're out there surfing the old interwebs, go check out the Blast from Our Past. Go check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. Go check out People Don't Forget. Go check out Talking Back, Action Action, Podcasting After Dark, and of course, Curb Your Enthusiasm on Patreon. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get.